Welcome to the Mastering Midlife Podcast, where we talk about all the crazy fun things that happen when you are a midlife mama. I'm your host, Heather London. Let's dig in. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 18. Today, we're talking about teenagers, or we're talking about, you know, being like a mom to teenagers. Let me start by saying, if you are living with a teenager, I see you. Feel you, I get you. This is where I'm at. I'm living with two teenagers, and there's a lot going on. Like for me, I mean, they seem to be really good, but it's me that's having the stuff going on. They say you have 18 summers with your kids, 18 summers, and that really doesn't seem like a lot when you think about it. But what I want to offer is that really you probably only have like eight or nine summers with those children. Think about it. When they're really small, you know, that's a lot of work. So it's not like those summers are, hey, that was the best summer ever, that summer that I just, you know, took care, kept this human alive. Because the first couple of years are so hard. You're just trying to figure everything out. You'll probably get like eight or nine really good summers where everybody is feeling their groove where they're not too cool for you yet and but they're old enough that they can do stuff and they can participate and those are the summers where yes those are the ones that you have the memories and that you've lived for that are just so meaningful but I just wanted to you know put that out there that I don't think there's 18 I think eight or nine so they're precious That's the thing. They are so precious because then your kids grow up and they move away and they don't need you anymore and they have their own lives. And this is what I'm struggling with now is I have a almost 20 year old and a 17 year old and they're moving on. So my youngest is graduating high school and they're going to go do their own thing. And this is where I'm caught between all of these feelings. There's two main ones that come up and I wanted to talk to you about them. Let's just talk about it. The first one is melancholy. That's a feeling. The definition is a feeling of pensive sadness. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm feeling that. And then I'm also feeling nostalgic, which the definition is longing for or thinking fondly of a past time or condition. Yeah, that too. I'm feeling that too. And I don't know which one I'm feeling more. So I just decided to create like a new term, which is nostalgic momancholy. I'm calling it momancholy because I'm, I'm deep in it, you guys. And I know that I'm not the only one. I know that all the moms out there that are in midlife are going through this. It's a rite of passage. It's just what happens. That's how life works. Remember when your kids were little, they were first born and that your first baby, you don't know what you're doing. You're just trying to figure it out. And then maybe you have another one, maybe you have more than one, but when the kids are young, it's a lot of work. Kids are a lot of work anyway, but in a different way, you're going from being just yourself, only having to think about yourself or your partner. And then all of a sudden you put yourself on the back burner. And now the priority is keeping this human alive and trying to figure it out. 
and you definitely are not thinking about you or what you want or what's best for you, you really put these human beings ahead of everything else. That's how it works. And it's hard. And when they're young, they need you for everything. And at first it can be like, hey, you know, it's cool to be needed. But then it just keeps happening and happening. And it's hard. As a mom, you're the one that has to do all the things for these kids when they're little to, you know, that's how we do it. That's how, like, of course dads can do stuff. Of course they can. But what I've learned over the years, dealing with a ton of moms in in my career and what I do, is that we think that we're the only ones that can do it. This is like the invisible workload. I have a podcast that you should go check out specifically about the invisible workload because it talks about how like when our babies are little, we need to do all the stuff because we're the breastfeeders and all that kind of thing. But as they get older, um, the dads can take more of a role. But as moms, we just kind of like are keeping it to ourselves. So we think that we need to do all the things. And as the kids get older, we keep thinking this. And so we've created this for ourselves. And now the kids are dependent on us for everything. And as moms, we do all the things, but we, we want to catch a break sometimes as the kids get older. And when they're little, they just need you for everything, which is great to be needed, but it's a lot of work. And so we're always trying to catch a break when our kids are little, like, how can I, how can I have a little bit of downtime or how can I not have to do everything? How can I rest? How can I do something for myself? How can I um, have some time where I'm reading a book or drinking warm coffee, right? I don't have to lock myself in the bathroom to drink some coffee while it's still warm. Like most moms, they haven't had a warm cup of coffee in years and years and years. And I just remember, now I'm speaking from my experience and, you know, other moms that I've talked to and work with, which is like, it's a lot and we want to catch a break. We just want time for ourselves. We want some downtime because we feel like, hey, if we can, if we can take a break and just recuperate a little bit we can show up better for our families and for our kids so a little bit of a break would be good we don't want to have to be doing everything for everyone all the time but when kids are young that's what they need that's what they require or that's what we've created for ourselves. and so when mother's day comes along we just want an hour to ourselves literally not to cook we don't want to make dinner and we don't want to have to clean up after anybody or make food or take care of anybody else. We just want to do nothing and not have to move. Not even an inch. If I just sat on the couch and watched TV for an hour when I was, you know, when my kids were younger, that would be amazing. I just don't have to take care of anybody else on Mother's Day for one hour. And so as our kids get older, they need us less. And so we, we can get conditioned to that, you know, we can be okay with that. But when they become older teenagers, they just kind of dump us and they don't need us anymore. And they have so many things that they want to do. They want to go out like living their life and being their best person and exploring and all that. And we want them to do that. Yes. Like go be free, but you know, like, don't forget about me. And that's the time where we're trying to let go. And this is the hard time. This is what causes the nostalgic mom and collie is like, oh, they used to need me for everything. And now they don't need me at all. And so 
how do I be okay with that? How do I let that happen in a way that works for all of us? In a way that they can still be supported? In a way that I still feel like I'm, you know, important in their lives, but I can carry on with my life. I can get back to me. Now, where was I before I had these kids? And you're going to find that you're a different person coming out the other side of this. So the things that used to really light you up, the things you've loved and enjoyed, you might not like that anymore. As we get older, our bodies change and we can't do the things that we used to do. And that's okay. It's okay. All of it is okay. But how do we transition from being like the air and the life and the everything to these kids to just letting go and letting them be their own person without our hearts breaking? It's, this is how it's supposed to be. It's just hard. And that's okay. So what do we do? We got to learn how to put ourselves first again. And um, another episode, I had a chat with my mom, love my mom. And her suggestion, what she found worked for her was, you know, when the kids leave the nest, that's a good time for that. That's a good time because then they're not in our presence the whole time. So they don't have, we don't have to be thinking about them all the time. And it's a little easier for us to let go which is great, except I don't know when that's going to happen. And I'm okay. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm totally okay with my kids staying as long as they need. So I've decided that I'm going to leave the nest and said, I'm going to go do my traveling. I'm going to get back to me. But even though I've made the choice to do that, it's still in my brain, in the back of my brain thinking, okay, is it okay for me to do this? Can I just leave them? Is that okay? Is that a thing? Do we do that? Can a mom do that? And so as I work through this, I see it come up all the time with other, we just keep doing, 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 and we don't know when to let go or how to let go. And that's part of having this process be a thing. Yes, everybody's going through this. Like, remember when you were pregnant and your girls didn't tell you a lot of the things about what's going to happen or after when the baby comes, I'm like, what? Why didn't somebody tell me this craziness? And the one that sticks in my brain the biggest is the spray bottle. Nobody told me about the spray bottle after giving birth. Nobody said that. And when the doctor handed it to me, she's like, here, when you go to the bathroom, when you go pee, you use this. And I was like, what? I didn't know that. And then I said, how long do I use this for? And she said, just till you forget to use it. I'm like, what does that even mean? But she was right. She was right. One, just one day I noticed I'm not using it anymore, but I, but I digress. The point is, yeah, that's a thing. It's a thing. And all the women are going through it. And we're trying to find a way to be kind to ourselves, to let them go, and then move on with the next phase of our lives. And how do we do that in the most graceful way? And I think it's feeling, I think it's having all the feelings. Like as I look at my kids that tower over top of me and they're going out and doing all the grown up things, I just see them as these small little kids that I taught how to tie their shoe and potty train them. And, you know, they had so many tears and needed so many hugs and we had all the laughs and that's what comes up for me. Like one of my clients just had a baby and I see her 
with this little baby and I flash, I instantly flash back because it feels like yesterday and moms say that all the time. And there's a reason why moms say that all the time is because it's true. It's true. When you're in it, God, it can be really challenging. But when you're coming out the other side of it, you're like, whoa, was it over already? Like what's happening? And when I saw my client with her new little baby, like only a couple of weeks old, I'm like, oh, I remember it. And it does feel just like yesterday, but it's time to let go and it's time to move on. And it's like grief. There's no right way to do this. Mothers, ladies, sisters, there's no right or wrong way to do it. You want to listen to your heart and you want to go with what feels right for you. You're going to know you're going to know. And we can do hard things. It's going to be like ripping your heart out of your chest. And that's okay because that's part of the process. Our hearts can live outside of us. Our hearts can go and, you know, travel the world and do all the things. And we'll always be there for them. We will always be there for them. We are their mothers. They will always need us. They will always love us. And they'll always come back. And I know, I know I see this all the time, that once our kids, like our, when our Kids don't need us anymore. They go do their things. But, but when they have kids, ladies, they always come back. They always come back to their mamas once they have kids. And they come back with a new appreciation and respect for all the things that you've done for them over the years when they have their own children. Because they're like, damn, this is what it was like. This is hard. Mom, help. And I'll, I'll be here for it. I'm ready for it. I look forward to that day. And it's a fact. I see this happen all the time. As soon as like um, kids have their kids, then they start inviting their moms on the vacation with them. So ladies, be patient. We're going to get invited back, back into the, into their lives, back into the party. So if you have one more summer left, maybe a couple of summers left. For me, there's one in my brain. I'm thinking I have one summer left out of the 18, which are really eight. I have one left and I want to make it the best summer ever. And I want to just create all the memories, all the memories, but you never know when you're going to get another summer. You never know when there's going to be another one. And you can also look forward to those summers, like your summers, the summers that you want to create for yourself when your kids are out doing the same thing. What does that look like for you? You're going to get your summers back so we can celebrate that. And we can, instead of, you know, grieving the fact that we're losing those family summers with our kids, we can celebrate that we get to create something new and exciting, something different, something different. Cause there's no wrong here, but it's those darn teenagers that drive you crazy and you love them so much and you just mm, don't know what to do with them because you love them so so much and sometimes you wonder don't you wonder like how is this kid gonna survive how are you gonna survive in the world and then you realize that you did and so that you know it's possible and the best way for them to experience it is just to go out and experience it and learn on their own we have to cut the cord. We have to trust that all the time that we've spent with these beautiful humans up until now has sunk in and they've taken something. They've listened to 
one important fact along the way. And I know that that's, I'm joking because I know that they watch everything we do and they listen to everything they do. And even if they don't acknowledge it, it's in there. Like they're just little products, little versions of us can't help it because they're around us so much. But we know that it's time for us to trust that we've done our job, trust our work is done. And when they need us again, we'll be here. But in the meantime, it's time to put ourselves first. It's time to get back to us. So if you're experiencing all of this that I just talked about, know that you're not alone. It's part of the process and it's really, really hard. It's going to hurt your heart. Get ready. I'm telling you, it's going to hurt your heart, but you can turn it into an opportunity to reinvent yourself. Use it as your time to get back to yourself. Who are you now? What do you want to do in this part of your life? Who do you want to become? These are just such juicy, delicious questions to start asking yourself. It's time to switch gears and put yourself first again, ladies. Now it's your time. You get to decide what lights you up. Who do you want to be? What, what do I get to do now? What do I want to create? Because remember, if you can think it, you can create it. And also remember this, that this is only the beginning. We are just getting started, ladies. Thank you for listening. Always, always love yourself first and have an amazing day.